10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Apparently none of our music wants to work, so... That's fine. Yeehaw. Hi. Hello. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome! And welcome. Welcome! Welcome to another episode of... Post Credits, our uh, Saturday night live show that we do live on Saturday nights. No affiliation. No affiliation with that other show that you might have heard of or something. I don't know. Yeah. We're not, affici- or we're not associated with Dogecoin. No, well, kind of actually. Oh, Liz has a bunch of stock in Dogecoin. Oh, really? Yeah, she does. Hmm. I think she almost made a bunch of money. Two dollars. No, she almost made like two hundred. But then, what's uh, what's the guy? Yeah, Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Elon Musk. Why can't I think of that name? Anyway, I mean, no I'm forgetting should. random names too. So, but he on SNL when he did that, he did a sketch and he was like, "It's a hustle," and then everybody sold it. Yeah. And so it went down it's going back like crazy. Yeah, it will. It was supposed to like people were predicting it was going to up to like a dollar or a dollar fifty, which is insane for like yeah. how cheap you could buy in for. I mean, for a while there, considering it's a meme cryptocurrency, I guess like for a long time, Dogecoin was like like a millionth of a cent per yeah, Dogecoin. Exactly. So. It had no value. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So like people who have like tons of Dogecoin, like if it gets up to a dollar, they're like legitimate billionaires. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then Although all cryptocurrency took a huge dive when Elon Musk was like, hey, we're going to stop using cryptocurrency for Tesla because it's really bad for yeah. the environment. Yeah, uh, which is the opposite of what the point of Tesla is, right? Yeah, so. yeah it would have been a little uh, <laughs> hypocritical. Yeah, just no, a little he's, bit. He's straight up being like, you know, Dogecoin, if you guys want to figure out a good way. Yeah, it's such bullshit. Um, Anyway, I see Sam has entered the chat here. I don't know if she's going to be doing some talking with some words and stuff I or mean, not. She's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. she is there. Can you hear me? Yeah, oh, hey, you're not good. Jenna, you're... what? Yeah, <laughs> like broken hedgehogs and what? You're stepping on broken hedgehogs and you're next to a jet engine again. There's a lot of crunching. Yeah, crunching. That, yeah, that noise, whatever you're, whatever you're doing, doing right now. <laughs> Thanks, that's just plastic. Oh, well, have you stepped on like... many hedgehogs? Like, is that what it sounds like? Once, and that's, it actually has hurt me. That's illegal. <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. Yeah, illegal. They're an endangered species. Check out my OnlyFans. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Heads, hedgehog dash foot. No. I don't think I will. <laughs> e, come back. Come back. E. We lost to E. I legitimately thought he was going to leave this time. <laughs> I'll tolerate a lot of things, but animal abuse is not one of them. Not to kill them. Just like how you would like a pie or something. What? No, wait. <laughs> You're making less sense as you talk. I'll tolerate a lot of things, but food abuse is not one of them. <laughs> Actually, that is one of your, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, like, you know, step on a pie and stuff like that, and you have, like, pretty feet or maybe ugly feet or smelly feet or not smelly feet, and then you, like, make an OnlyFans about feet. <laughs> Any sleep <laughs> you get. <laughs> okay, uh, maybe Luckily I'm the only one. the door from the outside so he can't leave until we're done. <laughs> then none of us can leave. <laughs> then we're just going to burn alive in this room. <laughs> Eventually. If only there was a window we could open. If only. 
Hashtag open the window. No. No. <laughs> they might still be doing construction. I doubt it. It's pretty fucking late, but who knows? You never know. Um, hey, guys. What's up? Ah. Um, well, let's go into the thing that we all just watched right before doing this, because we have a ton of time today, because our episode... Uh, the thing we watched just wasn't very long. Um, it was my movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But... Um, Ooh, there's ghosts on Sam's end. Of yeah, the there are ghosts on Sam's end. <laughs> <laughs> um, we watched two episodes of the Watchmen television series. Yeah, yeah. We had a which lot is good because like time. we haven't watched it in like a month. Yeah, we had a lot of extra time today. Um, we watched episode six and seven, which episode six I was very excited to get to that one because it's very cool and recontextualizes Watchmen a lot. Um. I want to. I want to start with the person who hasn't read the comic. Uh, so we're gonna start with the Robbie. What did okay. you think of those two episodes? I liked them. Uh, the first one, it was a very good, or like, rehashing of an origin story. In a weird way, because yeah. going on with um, episode six of Watchmen TV series is kind of the origin story, or the retold origin stories of Hood of Justice. Yes, it is. And kind of gives his pretty much his entire backstory and how it contextualizes for the story that's going on in the Watchmen HBO series. Yeah, and it, it was really good. I did like it. Uh, I don't know. Like, there's not much I can add to it. Like, it basically tells exactly what it wants to tell. Yeah. Well, I like what I like about it is that it does like recontextualize that character because it kind of does come off as a bit racist in the graphic novel, I think. And it kind of flips the switch on that. Yeah. Kind well, kind of. Uh, what do you think, E? I don't. I don't know if I really like the recontextualization of him. Really, honestly, because hmm. what like a big thing about his character. Uh, spoilers for this episode and the Watchmen graphic novel in general. Uh, just like how his entire life was essentially ruined from the concept that he might have been outed. Right. Whereas this kind of loses a lot of that impact. And this is an important like thing to say, like the kind of uh, well, literal whitewashing in a yes. sense, yeah. and as well as just like tokenism and fetishization of other races. Yeah, but I don't know if I really think that's this the story of the executioner from what we got. I could see that. I could. Um. Also, like, there's also the weirdness from like that was 38 and then vietnam mm -hmm. is not that far after that so i feel like that kind of makes a the... little far <laughs> yeah vietnam i think started in 63 i believe yeah it went into the 70s it was a long war yeah so we were in that war for about 10 years yeah well not in this universe i don't believe no in this universe we were in that war for a long time watchmen Oh, in Watchmen. Oh, why would I say that if I was? Oh, talking you said literally? this universe. I don't know. Yeah, because we're talking about Watchmen. <laughs> in Watchmen, I don't think it would last very long. No, you know, yeah, that's kind of the whole thing is because Doctor Manhattan was there. Like it didn't last very long. Like he ended the war in like a week. Yeah, right. yeah. I don't know. like it's not too crazy, but it just feels a little like weird with the timeline. And it's one of those things where I feel like they felt the need to like come back to the original source. In a way that I don't necessarily think helps the story. Like, I think it worked well for, like, bringing in Dr. Manhattan and Osmodius and all of them. Osmodius. Uh, Ozzy. Osmandius. Osmandius. There we go. 
Um, I think it worked well for them. I just don't know how well it worked well for uh, Executioner, especially considering they had the thing about like his uh, like he had a movie right, I guess, to his story. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like going through that throughout the series. Mm-hmm. They'll probably bring it back, I imagine, to that, like wrap that up somehow. But it leaves on a weird place and it's not explained yet. I'm hoping it gets explained. Um, I think the idea of that is just kind of something that the series in general deals with of the problems with whitewashing and how people, white people in general, in the United States at least, um, change the history books to more suit them. Um, so like you see throughout the whole thing in the show, this that hooded justice like this white man, like Mr. America, basically. And then when it goes into like his actual history of like, yeah, he wasn't white. He just felt like he had to be white or else people wouldn't take him seriously. And they would actively fight against him if that were the case. Um, and like the show being that he's white and that like everybody thinks he's uh, this white man and then it goes into um, the history of Tulsa and how that's just not talked about like that happened like that mm. 100% legitimately happened and it's just not taught in schools or talked about at all um, I mean the racism in general is barely touched on in most schools like I yeah ours was mostly just passing and it was more like the racism against the Native Americans than the racism against black people yeah um th- there's a reason why it's not brought because yeah. it they it's... don't want to tell the story that makes them look bad yeah. nobody nobody does but i mean it's it's very important history and it paints a honest picture about what america is and i don't think they want to teach kids yeah. what that is well whenever you're kids like and you're in history class they wanted to make it seem like america is the good guy and every yeah, conflict exactly. and everything that like happened like Oh, here comes America to help save everything and make everything better because democracy is great and everything. And so yeah. anything that might paint them paint an ugly picture of them, they tend to kind of push to the side. Like even whenever I was going to school, like they talked about racism and like the mostly like the forties and fifties and stuff like that, but they made it kind of seem like that was mostly in the South, like that was in Kentucky and Alabama and right. places like that. Like it didn't happen everywhere. It only happened in these places here, but it was bad here. And so right. Right. Yeah, they try to like they didn't so much say that, but they try to make it seem like that sometimes. But like from what I've like, there's a, a lot of things I didn't learn growing up, like the Tulsa thing. I was like a lot of people. That was the first time I ever heard of the Tulsa bombings. It just wasn't taught. Yeah, because it wasn't. They literally bombed their own country to get rid of a community. Yeah. Well, it's because it was a thriving black community. Yeah, like exactly. It was yeah. known as Black Wall Street. Yeah. Like once again, this is stuff that I've learned recently because of things like the Watchmen show and. Because it just wasn't taught, but I think it's also they probably would have also justified it like, oh, that's not exactly you know the history of our state. So right, yeah, like that. That's kind of the thing is that there's this whole uh, undercurrent of like whitewashing and the changing of history in this, and so I like the idea of going back and like, well, here's what this character actually was and stuff like that. So I think I like that part of it. I again, I think it's. A lot of it, I think, is just it's not the character I feel fitted fits that story as well. Just again, because Executioner already had a lot of like backstory with him, mm-hmm. and it just kind of like sweeps that stuff because it almost like works in a way where it was kind of trading the homophobia of the time into the racism, and like there's still hints of the homophobia in there, 
I wouldn't say hints. Well, like, <laughs> I mean, like with the narrative, like it's focusing more on the racism part again. Than the homophobia thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like it, it feels like they were like, well, we can only have one struggle for this guy. I disagree. I think that they're both in there. Um, there's a conversation whenever his wife leaves him with the kid because he's like trying to wipe the makeup off of his face. Um, off the she, kid's face. Off the kid's face, yeah. Um, and she's like, I thought that you going and doing the superhero stuff would get rid of that part of you, but it just made it worse. And like, I feel like that's a very underhanded like jab at the homophobia thing. I didn't. I took that more as just the angry, like the why are you angry all the time? Which That's I think thing. it's like it could definitely go both ways. I can see that. Yeah. But I, I just feel like it doesn't really let that original story shine. Especially since this is so much focused on the racism. I think a lot of the other social commentary get got swept under the rug sometimes. Yeah, not, not like it because like a big thing about the original Minutemen was that was the big outing for multiple characters. Right. The they were homosexuals. Right. That was a large point of the Minutemen. Yeah. In that, which I think. I think I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, I think like that story was already told and that perspective was already told in the original Watchmen that I feel like going over it again would feel I... I don't know if I feel like the original Watchmen really did get to tell that story much. I feel like it mostly stayed at that start and you get pieces of it with Warshak, mm -hmm. but I don't think it really went anywhere. I don't know. I disagree, but I, I do see where you're coming from. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't think I don't think it's a bad thing what they're trying to do here. I think yeah. it's an interesting like dynamic to go with. I just again, I don't know if I felt like executioner was the one to do it for yeah i could see that i could see that it does rewrite uh, a lot of his character which is i think is the part that interests me the most with it <laughs> but yeah i i see where you're coming from um so that was episode six episode seven yeah. episode six is literally just flashbacks yeah it's a, it's yeah, a whole flashback it's episode. just like the origin story of him yeah but Episode... The way they told it was interesting, though, too, because they did it with the nostalgia pills. Yes. And that was one scene that I liked wherever, like, he was jumping through the window and it just froze right there. Mm -hmm. And then, um, oh, what's your name? Uh, the detective is like, hey, you're in a coma, but your eyes are wide open right now. If you can hear me, try to blink. Yeah. And I think, yeah, and, like, yeah. you can see, like, little, I like how they did the thing where there's, like, little bits of color like, yeah, popping that... in and out as if, like, she's going between the memory, she's, like, fighting between the memory and the real world and, like, the, the uh, the memory that she's in is currently winning, but like it, she's fighting, and like every single time, like she fights a little more to try to get back into the real world. Like a little bit more color comes in, but then it just starts to fade away again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very very subtle, but very well done. The thing with this entire series is it's shot really amazingly. There's yeah, so much like it, I'll I'll harp on like the CG sometimes because it feels a little lower quality than I expected from Watchmen. Mm -hmm. But like the shots they have are impeccable in so many ways. Yeah, it's shot extremely well. It is. It really, really is. And um, then I guess one last thing with that. I'm an idiot and put candy in my mouth before I talk. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Do a few little munches. <laughs> Robbie's drinking his salt drink. Yeah. My salt flavored monster. How, how many milligrams is that? A salt? 
Well, um, there's salt in there also, but I meant like <laughs> yeah, caffeine. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Funny thing, there's actually 100 milligrams of sodium in this. Yeah, it's, it's an energy drink. Yeah. But we're going to ask like caffeine wise. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell if it says 180 or 160 because it's all weird and faded. It's, I would you know, whenever like they try to like print small on there and you can tell that the ink is starting to run dry a little bit. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. It's either 180, 160, or 169. I can't tell. <laughs> we'll go with 180. That sounds more like a Robbie number. Um, anyway, so the something I did really like about that is what, during that scene where she jumps out the window, it is a really cool like parallel to the first scene you see about with the documentary about the executioner. Yeah, where it's like that kind of grocery scene, except he's on the other end, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's a really cool thing and kind of goes into like how we kind of dramaticize a lot of documentaries and really push the truth yeah. in ways that. Ugh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that, I, I like that a lot, too. Um, the next episode is also kind of an origin story. I would say there's three origin story episodes in a row, actually. That's the next fair. one we get to is actually not really an origin. Well, in a way, I won't spoil it. We'll go back to, to Dr. Dr. Manhattan. We learned his thing again. <laughs> third time. Only retold. <laughs> um. In this one, you just get to learn more about the woman. Uh, I can't remember her Sister name. Sister Knight. Yeah. Sister Knight is like her costume name. Yeah. Uh, look it up, Robbie, real quick yeah. while we talk about this. Um, but we get to learn more about like what happened to her and like why she doesn't really have a family or anything like that, which is a really cool story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also lots of flashbacks in this episode. Yeah, it's... It's less because like the the previous episode was basically one long narrative flashback. Yeah, with yeah. Inter- cuts of reality bleeding through yeah, yeah between hooded justice and angela is her name yeah yeah, yeah. which this one is the opposite actually which is really clever from a narrative standpoint where yeah. it's constant reality getting interrupted by these flashbacks yeah um yeah yeah uh so you get to see like her childhood and uh More. the loss of her parents yeah. and her orphan days and stuff like that uh, her meeting her grandmother. Um, very important narrative stuff for what will be relevant in the next episode in a lot of ways. Uh, you get to learn of like why she became a cop and stuff like that and why she felt like she had to be one. Um, very, very good stuff. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. You learned the origin of Sister Knight? Yes, of Sister Knight, how she got that name because it was just... Uh, actually, that's a really touching moment, actually, I think. Um, and touches on representation in a way that I think it's something that a lot of this is a way that people might understand why people want representation so mm-hmm. much instead of like how people generally view it. Right. Because her grandma asks her like the uh, sister night, like it's a, it's a badass movie, but like, why did you choose this one? And the girl's just like, she looks like me. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. I th- it is one of the things that get lost, especially like in a very white society. Yeah. Where 90% of like all representation is white. Mm-hmm. It really means something when you can find someone who reminds you of yourself yeah in a character especially one that's important because that's another thing people are like yeah well uh anime go anime has black guy over there <laughs> and it's like yeah. he's off to the side appears in maybe half of the episodes and also is just a stereotype yeah <laughs> yeah like it's all that and yeah i i really hope stuff like this does help people understand why it's so important because I think, especially because 
this is one where they can kind of take a step back because I think a lot of times people get really defensive about like stuff like representation because they think it's like, well, this actually this episode goes more into that where they think they're yeah. getting replaced essentially. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's very, yeah, it's very touching and interesting. Yeah, how like such a mundane thing and as you guys were saying, it's kind of black exploitation films. Yeah, it's like a it's like a playoff like a black exploitation or non exploitation movie yeah. case that you see. Because uh, what is what does the case say? Uh, Sister Nun is like one badass motherfucker or something with a gun. I think. Oh, yeah. Sister Nun, badass motherfucker with a fucking gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo- motherfucking gun. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just the most non exploitation cover yeah. you can think of. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, and then you get to see some more stuff with. Um, not Voight. Why am I thinking of Voight? Because that's his company, right? Um, man, old man, Osmandius. Osmandius. Why couldn't I not think of that name? Uh, you get to see more stuff with him and just yeah. how insane his story is still getting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it feels like it's getting more and more off the rails. Yeah. It super, super he, is. He, which is insane considering he went to the moon, <laughs> yes. but now he's in a trial, <laughs> a trial with a bunch of clones in the jury. Also in the audience. Also, also the prosecutor. Also the and prosecutor, also the judge. And also the judge. It's so good. It's so, so good. Yeah. It's just hilarious and so weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how a jury of his peers, which are a bunch of pigs that run into the room, yeah, find that him guilty. Yeah, that was such a good... <laughs> yeah, that's a good bit. Uh, yeah, this episode is really good, and it has a giant cliffhanger, which should we spoil that part? Yeah, I mean... Super it's been spoilers. out for a while. Yeah. yeah, go ahead and watch it. Um, yeah. Uh, we discover after all this time that uh, Angela's husband was actually Doctor or Mister Manhattan. Yeah, in disguise. Yeah, unbeknownst to himself. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess, if you're pretty much omnipresent, you could probably hide that from everyone, including yourself, since you're omnipresent. We definitely learn more about that in the next episode. I I'm guessing so. so. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I we'll probably learn about the next episode. I'm really curious if that was just a guy or not interesting yeah interesting that's uh, yeah i'm curious it is like (laughs) i mean it would make sense especially well the first thing that weirdly comes to mind is like an episode of supernatural that came out a while back ago ever there's a demon that was running around uh, sam didn't want her or didn't want the demon possessing someone alive and so the demon (laughs) found someone who was based basically just died on the operation table and then brought them back like okay she's technically dead like if i take get rid of this body she just falls flat dead are dead yeah, yeah i think yeah. so it makes sense if yeah he like took someone who's already dead or someone that he, he didn't know who he was or yeah i mean manhattan doesn't see much value in life yeah. no that's kind so of his that's, thing yeah, yeah that's that's why I <laughs> um i actually i don't know if we'll expand on this or not it's actually really interesting because uh another thing they're kind of like weeding out uh angela's memories the mm-hmm. cor- corporation people yeah and at first, it's like, okay, that's how they're treating him. But then I was thinking, they're looking for Miss, for Manhattan. Yeah. 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 Because that's one of the confrontations you see in this episode. She's like, I just told you that Dr. Manhattan's hiding here in Tulsa, and you didn't ask who he was. And then she just walks away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So they know already. Like, yeah. they already know that she yeah. knows. It's they're just trying to get like a full on confession. So that way it's no longer 99% sure. It's now hundred percent sure if they yep. get her confession. Yep. And I guess we didn't say the reason that they need to know where Manhattan is, is because the seventh Calvary mm-hmm. who 
wears Rorschach masks. I don't think we've mentioned that in any of our I, discussions. I think we did because I think I think I, I think early, early yeah because I was saying how it's actually really clever because of how many people misconstrued Rorschach right, as being yeah, yeah. the like tragic hero. Yeah, which he's just not. He's just he's, not. <laughs> he's an asshole who happened to be right. Yes. Um, <laughs> and now people are taking that to a, a crazy extreme. Yeah. yeah. Like especially because like. I mean, Rorschach was a bit racist, but like not like this extreme. He just was like very conservative. He's, he was very outspoken too. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, the Seven Calvary's plan is to get Manhattan and absorb his powers to bring power back to the white man. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's one of the worst comments in the whole episode. It's it makes you laugh out loud because of how wrong it is. Yeah. The guy is and like, dumb you cannot sounds. believe how hard it is to be a white man in America right now. Right. Like, shut the and fuck it's, up. It's, <laughs> one of those, you hear it all the fucking time, too. Yeah. Like, I, I think it makes it more obnoxious considering not only is he like white, he's playing a rich, white, powerful man. Politician. Yeah. Politician, politician even. Yeah. 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 Which they captured a uh, Lori, right? Yeah. Uh, they captured Lori because she went to the wife to be like, hey, <laughs> there might be a chance your husband was the leader of the new KKK. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Anyway, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Click. <laughs> great oh, great joke Click. about the trapdoor not working. <laughs> yeah, so good. <laughs> very, very Watchmen joke. Yeah. Um, there would have been one way to make it funnier. If she like pressed one of the buttons in the wrong trapdoor open it's like oops and then clicked it again and then she <laughs> fell down i think that one runs to the issue where Lori's not that stupid right if she yeah. saw that she would immediately react yeah whereas like who the fuck has a trapdoor yeah yeah <laughs> it just it reminds me i've watched cartoons where like the villain does that thing and it opens the garage stuff like that is always yeah, yeah. funny to me i was gonna but... say yeah that's only that's i think that's the same thing is like i've seen things like that or like like hey can you like stand to the left a little bit more a little bit more all right right there click <laughs> yeah but um yeah so like all the all the plots are interweaving uh we get a hint of what happened to uh what's his name mirror mask yeah yeah which is great because i was really worried about him because he's definitely my, still my favorite character of this yeah season. yeah because he's definitely time... going through a conflict right now yeah last time we saw him it looked like he was about to start working with the seventh cavalry or get killed by them or get killed by them that's... and then like you see like hey you know how you're worried about him working in seventh cavalry i don't think that's happening uh there's a bunch of them dead here yeah <laughs> so curious, and then I... just kind of she tells him to wait there for her because she's going to be there in a little while and then she just never shows up and she, she gets, gets captured, captured. Yeah. yeah so he's like just sitting there waiting amongst a bunch of dead bodies now yep it's uh it's really really yeah. good very so good. very dark humor yes yeah um also, they still have yet to explain Lube Man. <laughs> I really don't think they're gonna. <laughs> if they never explain it, I'll be happy. <laughs> it's so dumb, but I love it. It's really dumb. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. But yeah, so everything's coming together. Uh, Angela's grandfather uh, set the whole thing up because he knew the 7th Calvary's plan and wanted to stop it. Yep. Uh the 7th Calvary's almost ready to do however the hell their system's going to work. I don't know what the <laughs> goal is here yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alvedius is just kind of hoping to buy time until he gets saved, realizing he might not get saved this time. <laughs> yeah. And Mirmas is somewhere. 
somewhere doing something. And Angela's now about to resurrect Manhattan, most likely. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's, a, it's all coming a, to a head. There's a rather graphic scene at the end yeah. where she smashes open her husband's head with a hammer and pulls out the symbol of Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, the atom. Uh, yeah, super graphic. I forgot yeah, about it that. Was, it was too much for me. Yeah, that, that's understandable. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Sorry. <E. laughs> My bad. Um, but wow, we already killed 30 minutes with that. Yeah. That's insane. That was a good episode. I mean, we did just watch two hours of Watchmen. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with one of my things here because I have a, I have so many things to say very little about, I think. Okay. Um, <laughs> I gave us a synopsis of the things I was gonna talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched a whole bunch of stuff. I'm going to start with uh, one of the things I've been talking about for a little while Mayans. And how that season three has been like real weird and whole tonal shift. Yeah. Um, they pretty much destroyed every single plot arc that was going on in season one and two. Oh, good. Like literally, like one of the biggest characters from like Sons of Anarchy that was in the show that hasn't been in the whole season. You're like, hey, where's Chucky Ben? Like, oh, he found love and he left. Mm. Like, he's written out in like two sentences. He's like a huge character. Um, the biggest plot thing of season one and two about how this woman had like this child army. And the government was coming after her with like, there was this whole Potter character who was also in Sons of Anarchy, but he was like the big villain in Mayans completely written out until this last episode. And then he's almost killed off. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're not going to do anything with him next season or that other character. Um, They completely changed the dynamic of pretty much everybody. And something that I liked about this, but I don't think I like about the season as a whole because like the season's way more serious it's super super dark um the main character easy reyes has not felt like easy at all from season one and two like he's felt completely different just not the same character at all and this last episode he actually felt like that character again okay um which i'm hoping was purposefully done like because he's been having a conflict through season three of like whether he wants to stay or not and he finally decided to leave and then it ended up not working out um, I don't want to say the specifics in case anybody tries to watch it, I guess, because right. it is fairly recent and it's a whole show at this point. Uh, you were saying that there's a chance it might, might not get a season four. So maybe they're just kind of they were picked up for a fourth season. Oh, OK. Yes. Before the uh, season finale, they were picked up for a fourth season. Nice. So they will be getting that, which is good because it ends on the huge fucking cliffhanger. Right. Like if they didn't get a fourth season, I would actually be pissed. That's how they get you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like it, it ended with literally an army of other bikers at their door throwing Molotov cocktails into them. Um, the Potter character Get out of here. The the Potter character and the other girl, literally with guns at each other, like about basically about to kill each other more or less. Um, the character who's been addicted to heroin the whole time. His story is just like kind of wrapped up, but not like his best friend finally comes to rescue him again from heroin. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It's <laughs> it's super weird and complicated. Yeah, There's like this whole, on a vine and just knocks this whole thing out. about like sheep and goats and stuff, and like how the cocaine leaders like a, a go not a goat, a, a wolf, <laughs> a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole. He's a literal hmm, wolf, basically. It may as well be. It's the whole thing. Um, it's like wake up, sheeple, and they're like he bah. says that a lot. Actually, uh, <laughs> it's really dumb, but yeah. Um, that whole character arc is basically wrapped up and I have no idea what they're going to do with Coco anymore, which is the character that addicted to heroin. 
Right. Because he's not in the club anymore. Like he was kicked out. He was on heroin for too long. He didn't go to enough meetings. He was kicked out of the club. Okay. Um, and then like the father character is just like in this really weird place that's super depressing. Like th- I feel like this season, <laughs> the only time the show has felt like the previous two seasons are when Easy and his brother are like hanging out together because those two actors just have insane chemistry together. And you can tell they just, like really like acting next to each other. Uh, that's they, the only yeah time. they work really well with each other. They do, and like they just take the shit out of each other. It's it's really great. Uh, it's the only time that that show has like <laughs> felt like that show for like the rest of the season, except for this last episode, where it actually felt like it was like progressing stuff again. They woke up. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It kind of felt like that. They're like, oh shit, we forgot to write everything. <laughs> it's, it's that. Yeah, we just forgot to write. <laughs> Um, which is like a shame because performance wise, this season has been spectacular and like they were really on the press chain. Like they were going to every like morning show, night show. They were like seriously the on the press junket show. trying to get like a renewal, which right. thankfully it worked because again, right. that season finale is such yeah. bullshit. Which honestly, like I would love to watch my ends. I just don't have a Hulu subscription. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Hulu and FX. So, yeah, um, it's it's weird because you kind of have to watch sons of anarchy yeah yeah to like kind of get the scope of what's happening but then season three abandons all of that so just watch season three kind of <laughs> kind of honestly it, it changes the whole dynamic of everybody you may you may be able to go into season three and kind of get what's going on i feel like you might be underestimating how much you have to at least know who a character technically is okay yes uh <laughs> like good point I, actually I, like if i just like dropped you in the middle of like a random show i watched and i was like yeah, dry. Here's this anime about 50 characters. <laughs> cool. Don't worry, this season's not connected to anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of character development that again they kind of drop off, but still you kind of have to know need it. To know them. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, I'm glad it's getting another season. I will happily watch that. Um, they're doing a pretty good job, I think. I just hope that. Well, I mean, they finished all the other character or not character plot points from season one and two. Right. So at this point, yeah, it's just fresh. It off a cliff. <laughs> they may as well have. They may as well shot it in the face. Uh, it's and, fresh start, basically, for them. So I think if they can keep this kind of tone up and keep this going, then that's definitely like a huge, a huge bonus. Interesting. They, they've laid the foundation for something really great and really new. Right. Um, but, Robbie. Yes. You watched a couple things. Talk about one of I those. I did. Um... I won't go too much into it because I need to like jump back on that train of uh, Attack on Titan, but I started watching that again. I thought it was over. It's over, but like, oh, I thought you finished it. No, not quite. I jumped off it because like that's the thing is bad. uh, No, it's it's good. (laughs) (laughs) Funny thing is, is that they're actually starting to explain things in season three, and it's getting really interesting because they're explaining things. But I won't get into that. I know you don't care. Um, (laughs) There's that. I'm close to beating Cyberpunk. How many hours have you put in? I put like 80 hours. I'm doing like all the side missions. Like I recently got the trophy for doing all the cyber cycle missions. They don't tell you which ones are cyber cycle missions. It's just a bunch of question marks on the thing. And like, so it's iffy on whether you actually find it or not. That game just really needed another year, didn't it? It did. <laughs> I still enjoy it. Don't get me wrong, but it did need another year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, um, partially part of the reason why I haven't beaten it yet is because I'm like, I'm going to do all the side missions and I hardly have time to play that game these days. Yeah. Um, just give it to Jill. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, anyways, um, there's that. 
I guess the first thing I should say that I watched is I watched a Justice League Flashpoint because mm-hmm. like that's one of the arcs of the storyline that like really interested me of like kind of the parallel time uni- or parallel universe that happens with that one. For being like an hour long animated movie, it's actually really good. Yeah, which yeah, uh, whole plot point of that, which I think you know, Flashpoint, right? Flashpoint is where he ends up bringing like a bunch of different uh, not world universes together, like realities dimensions kind of not really uh so what happens with that one is uh and doesn't explain it's like way later on too but um he since he's the flash he can run fast enough that he can actually like break the time barrier yeah he decides to go back in time and stop the guy who uh murdered his mother Mm -hmm. and whenever he goes back to his normal time he actually forgets that he did that (laughs) and excuse me he forgets that and like he goes back and he's no longer the flash he no longer has his powers because he no longer went through the accident that caused him to become the flash but his mom is alive now and he has like memories of his past of the other timeline and this timeline they're kind of merged together he's not sure exactly what's going on uh and like there's certain there's certain key things that change that like made the universe that he accidentally created all fucked up like um like superman is nowhere to be seen they have like as far as they know he doesn't exist mm-hmm. um bruce is no longer brute like isn't in this universe like it's a different batman mm-hmm. that's in this universe and uh there's currently a war going on between aquaman and wonder woman and they're basically destroying the world like they're like on the news saying like there's like 120 million people dead be- through their war i feel like wonder woman wins that easily aquaman is real strong yeah aquaman actually went th- uh went um head to head against superman and won more than one time and which lore a couple different lores probably <laughs> aquaman like is actually very strong yeah yeah i mean he's fucking lame because he's in the water but he's actually yeah. very he's strong. lame because right, he's but... like oh he talks to fish but he actually is like strong and can fight right but it's wonder woman who's basically like a goddess yeah he's also basically a demigod yeah he's like he's the god of the sea people she's the god of the amazons basically in a weird way or, i guess not our god but like the king and queen but like what happened with that actually is uh in that lore because like it gets fucking dark i would bet yeah like darker than i imagined <laughs> um it especially for being a pg-13 rated uh animated film but anyways uh in that one um like they're having a war and you find out the reason why they're having a war is because aquaman and uh wonder woman are actually having <laughs> so try it broke his phone <laughs> I don't know if that came in on the mic, but I just <laughs> fucked my phone case up real hard. Luckily, it's just the phone case. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you literally just snapped that off. <laughs> Go about your business. I'll be working on this. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, like Aquaman and Wonder Woman actually have an affair because Aquaman's married in this universe. And uh, Aquaman's wife finds out about it and tries to kill Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman kills his wife in return. And then that causes a war because, you know, she killed Aquaman's husband, our wife. And so there has to be that fight over it. He has reasons. And um, Aquaman actually has a machine that he uses to basically destroy all of Europe. And like it. Okay. Yeah. Like he puts the entire thing underwater or underwater. Right. Calls it New Atlantis or something. It's something like sure. that. I don't know. But yeah, it's basically like a war between Aquaman's sea people and the Amazons. Okay. Uh, that happens. Turns out uh, like. There is no Bruce. Like whenever he goes and talks to Batman about it, it's actually Thomas Wayne, his dad. And what happened in this universe, instead of his parents dying in that alleyway, uh, the gunman actually killed Bruce and Thomas Wayne ended up becoming Batman and his mom went crazy and became the Joker. 
weird yeah I, okay i remember hearing about that yeah that's actually what got me interested in watching this is because i knew about that part of that storyline uh so yeah now it's thomas wayne is batman fighting against all the injustices and he very much does not have the same moral compass as bruce does because his two favorite weapons is dual glocks well no he was straight up just a billionaire he doesn't have any moral compass yeah 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 he's yeah. he learned to be a billionaire so. i mean like at one point like whenever flash finds the bat cave like he actually breaks one of his fingers and tells him he's like and tells him like how did you find this place do not lie to me i'm a doctor and i will grab my tools so he basically tells him like not only will i kill you i'll cut you apart and like in ways i'll keep you alive as long as humanly possible before i kill you cool yeah uh there's that this is only an hour long yeah <laughs> it's a lot there's a lot that does happen with this yeah like that happens eventually like flash gets his powers back uh by recreating the accident but okay. he has to kill his mom to do it no uh oh. to get his power because like i guess he was struck by lightning and these chemicals like that are he's like strapped to a chair I, I don't know the full origin story of the flash Some, I, but yeah anyway in this one like yeah he has these chemicals and like he's strapped to a chair that has a lightning rod on it so that way lightning strikes and hits him uh the camp the, uh, the very first time the chemicals catch on fire and just like set third degree burns all over his body and then tries it again while he has a third degree burns and then becomes the flash cool then, yeah so becomes the burnt flash yeah but because he's a flash he also heals super fucking quickly right because you know dc reasons I'm too far away to read the screen. <laughs> oh, hey, Sam just said she's going to try Cotton Candy Fago tonight. Ew. I want that live on the show, Sam. <laughs> but yeah, that happens. Uh, the Like I said, that war happens and turns out like, um, oh, and Superman actually does exist in that universe. But what happened instead of him, uh, instead of him crash landing in Smallville, he actually crash lands like right in the middle of Metropolis and the government finds him and basically uses him for these experiments. And they go underground and like, or, yeah, Cyborg takes him underground and like, they find out that they've been doing like these weird cloning experience or experiments with him. And there's like all these like weird misshapen Superman underground and Zaro kind of, but not really. And like, huh. it doesn't really explain it too much. I'm sure if there's a comic of it, they probably explain it better, but right. like they also have Superman, like in this room, wherever it simulates a red sun. So that we all of his powers are muted. Hmm. And so you find like this really skinny malnourished Superman underneath there. That's scared and doesn't know who anyone is. Huh. Like it get it gets dark and weird. Like I guess another good example is uh, Wonder Woman actually fights Shazam in that, and then uses the lasso, the lasso of truth to make him say Shazam again to make him turn to the children. Which I guess he's now, I guess in this universe he's like five children put together to become Shazam. Okay, but um, whenever he goes back to being kids, like she grabs a broken knife and kills or starts killing the children one by one. So like shit like that happens in the movie. So it's it's just dark dc pretty much yeah dark okay. dark uh dark parallel universe dc if you will i've got this this all sounds really contrived how so <laughs> just like oh yeah flash stopped one thing and then everything shit now kind of because like he even asks or because he also like zoom ends up in that parallel timeline and but he remembers the other past timeline he tell like he blames him on this he's like that's the funny thing about this is i didn't do anything this is all on you He's like, well, I saved one person. How did it change so many things? And he's like, well, whenever you break the sound barrier, the sonic boom happens. When you break the time barrier, time boom. And that's how they explain all of it away. <laughs> that makes it sound more contrived. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they also have to try to explain all this in an hour. That's my thing. Like, I'm not saying you can't have this weird, darker, alternate universe. I just feel like it's contrived to put this all on Flash. And I imagine it's so that they could just solve it in the end with yeah. Flash. Yeah. I just feel like it would be cooler if they just had this alternate universe movie. 
Where's all just fucked up? Yeah. yeah. And then that's the, why I like Logan. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Logan is pretty good with that too, with the alternate universe. Cause yeah, it's just an alternate fucked up universe. And like in a, in a weird way, it's like with Logan, it's not even like an alternate fucked up universe. It's more of a, like, this is what really happened. Everything that you saw in the previous movies was just movies. Like they got some well, of the stuff right, but not all of it. What I like about that is that like, it's after days of future past, like after they fix the apocalypse from happening. Yeah. It's all of this happens, which that's neat to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. That That is neat that they did that. Cause it's, you know, it kind of also goes into like, you go back in time and change things and it fucks everything else up in the future. Yeah. yeah. But and all that. that's mm-hmm. kind of what like they, it's one of those almost throwaway lines in Logan is like when he looks at the comics of X-Men, he's like, yeah, they got a couple things, right. But not everything. Yeah. And so it's almost like the movies that you watch beforehand, like the original trilogy is based off of stuff that are based off of the escapades of uh, X-Men, but wasn't quite the right story is what he was trying to say with yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. Um, that's what I like about, that's another thing I like about Logan. Is it kind of says like, yeah, like this did happen, but not quite the same way that shows in the movies. Yeah. Anyways, another thing that I watched, because weirdly enough, it starts off with the joke that Jell tells every now and then. Oh, because like usually how it goes is like because she had like acne problems whenever she was growing up. And I told her, like, I got really lucky with that Mm -hmm. because it's like I had acne. But if I played sports, like if I did football and track and all that other stuff, I sweated enough that it uh, kept me from actually getting acne so i was pretty acne free for most of my teenage years i guess the opposite of what normally happens but sure yeah <laughs> i mean i also kept myself clean i took showers and cleaned my face and everything too, right, right but like sweating out all the impurities and then showering right afterwards sure <laughs> let's go with that. once again i got lucky with that but i would say something like that and like her response would be like all my life i had to fight and I asked, like, she kept on saying that whenever I would, like, bring something up like that. Like, uh-huh. it was never anything serious. It was always, like, dumb things like acne or uh, a sub sandwich. Sure. <laughs> but anyways, like, I asked her, like, where that came from. Apparently, it was a movie called The Color Purple, which is currently on HBO Max. So we decided to watch that movie, which I feel like that's one that Liz wants to show me. Is that the one with the kid with the crayon? No, uh, that is. Is that the one with the crayon with the kid? No. You guys have uh, never that... seen The Color Purple? The best way to explain that movie. You guys have never seen the color purple. I mean, I, I mean, use, it's, I, I use it, it every yeah, day. It's like a common color. But... Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> also, Sam, you, do you really need to ask those questions to me? You can, you can ask to Ryan. That makes sense. Do you really need to check with me? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. it's just like a given that you're not included in this question. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, The Color Purple is a movie done in 1985. It was actually one of the very first big films that Whoopi Goldberg ever did. Okay. But, uh, is she purple in it? No. It has to do with, like, Color Purple has to deal with flowers in that movie. But, like, the first 30 minutes of that movie is best described as, like, how can we, like, how can we emotionally scar this black woman from the 1900s as much as humanly possible? Put her in the 1900s? That too. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the movie's good and it has a good storyline behind it, but because it's from 1985 and directed by Steven Spielberg, it has some kind of over the top and whimsical things to the point where it's comical at some points in times in this movie. That's very tragic. Like the movie starts off with a woman giving birth and then the like basically the father taking the baby away from her and turns out that the father or that the father is actually her father and that he's been like secretly raping her and like then taking her children and moving them away from her and her like secretly believing that her kids are still alive somewhere out there in between her father, either raping her or beating her. Okay. 
Yeah. And until the day that her husband or her father sells her off to another abusive man. And then she basically lives uh, with another abusive man and cleans his house and takes care of his kids. Well, in between him beating her. I'll say, don't spoil this too much. Cause this is one that Liz wants to show yeah. me. Like uh, this is like the first 10 minutes. I'm telling you about the movie. I'm oh, not even it's joking. really happy then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, when does the T-Rex stop at 12 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I said, I'm not going to get too much into it. But like I said, there's like some things that like, it's just a sign of the times right. of it because it was done in 1985. It has like these weird over the top whimsical moments to it that feel almost unneeded. And then like there's, it talks about racism in the movie too, but it also almost Wasn't undercuts it, it sometimes. But like, there are some really powerful scenes in there and there are some good scenes. Like I said, one of the first films that Whoopi Goldberg was ever in, um, Danny Glover, Donald Glover. No, not Donald. No, Glover. not Donald Glover. He was not born. Well, uh, he might have been born, but yeah. Danny Glover. Yeah, yeah Danny, Danny Glover is in, in that movie. Um, Oprah Winfrey's in the movie. Like, there's some big names that were attached to this movie. Okay. And there's a lot of stuff that's really well done, but it's also there's a lot of stuff that's like the sign of the times with that movie. But currently, because they're doing the TM or TCM Turner Classic Movies uh-huh. uh, Festival thing right now, they have a bunch of old movies on there now, and that was one of them they had on there. Also found out because of that, because I just like downloaded the movie on my phone because I figured like on the way back from San Diego, I was going to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. Turns out, even though they have a download feature on the app for HBO, still got to be online. Yeah, you still have to be online for it. Like if you turn off your mobile data, it just doesn't work. Yep. Which yep, is yep, dumb. Yep. There's no offline mode for that app. They need to fix that. I mean, I don't think it's a bug. I think they no, it's definitely a want... feature. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just one of those things like it needs to ping before you start watching it. Yeah, so you can't it's... keep it indefinitely, basically. Yeah, but it's still dumb. Yeah. Counterpoint, you can't get new shit anyway, so what does it matter? Good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, actually, Verve gets around this. It has like yeah. time limits on your downloads. Hmm. Yeah, that's smart. I think that's what Hulu does too, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like Netflix has it figured out. VRV has it figured out. Like apparently Hulu has it figured out. Netflix the only one that doesn't is HBO. Yeah. yeah. Netflix always made me laugh because there was a movie I had on there for download for like a year. <laughs> and the only reason it kicked me out was because they didn't have that movie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. But because I wasn't able to watch it on the uh, on the flight instead, because uh, apparently Southwest has a thing to where like the Wi-Fi is free, but like you only if you for it. <laughs> Well, no, like, uh, well, you're paying for it through the flight, I guess. But like, if you want to browse the internet, you have to pay ex- extra for that. But yeah. if you don't want to pay for it, then you can just like watch the movies and TV that they selected for it. And they had Promising Young Woman on there. So I decided to watch that because. One I... sec real quick. Uh, Sam is asking in chat, isn't The Color Purple based on a book? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, But anyways, uh, I ended up watching Promising Young Woman because HBO wasn't fucking working on my phone while I was on the plane. You're right. Um, And. Is that the one with Bo Burnham in it? Yes. Okay. Let's not go too much into that one. Yeah, that one. I definitely <laughs> like, want to watch that one. Huh? Do you also want to watch that one or? I do, but also it's intense. Okay. I understand. Yes and yes. <laughs> uh, like I watched that movie like it's intense, but it's mostly like the subject matter of why it's intense. Yeah. And I will say this, though. I enjoyed like watching that movie and I thought about the podcast almost right away. So as soon as I got back to town that we live in i went to entertain mart and i bought the movie there so, we go i, I kind of figured it's one of those like if i had to sell you on it i would sell you on it but it is a movie i think would be good for the podcast yeah i've uh, been wanting to watch that anyway all yeah. you had to say was the name of the movie and you're always like yeah well i've also <laughs> talked about it before because <laughs> remember whenever i talked about like the only reason i actually heard of this movie was because uh there was a reviewer who watched the movie uh-huh and during his review like 
and this was for variety i think it was a one of the larger publishers of like movie reviews and everything yeah i guess like while he reviewed the movie he said like yeah the movie was good but like i saw in the credits that margot robbie or helped produce this movie and i feel like she'd be a better fit for the our lead role because she's hotter yeah yeah which like going with the subject matter of the movie is, is doubly yeah, like, fucked up exactly like it kind of shows that like he didn't the understand mes- the yeah, movie. The, yeah, the message yeah. of the movie went completely over his head, especially after watching it. It's just like, what the fuck were you thinking while watching the movie? Yeah. So he probably got uh, tore a new ass then. I um, on the internet from people for sure. Yeah, for yeah. people from on his the boss internet, has yes. no idea. His boss is probably only cared after. <laughs> like the they actually went. He went and apologized afterwards. But Carrie Mulligan, the person who actually plays the lead role in this, was just like, wow. So apparently, like, I'm not hot enough to be a victim. How the hell am I supposed to take this news? Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, it super fucked up. Fucked. It's especially it doesn't matter what the hell that movie's about. That's a terrible thing to say. Yeah, exactly. you're right. Yes, that I will could say... be fucking Transformers. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. All right, E. Hi. You watched one thing, right? Uh, I watched one thing. Yes, I played other thing. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Robbie. Were you done? Oh, I was just gonna say, Karen Mulligan did a great job with that movie. Uh, apparently i don't have to sell it to you on that the only thing i would say is i think we probably need some female viewers of this but luckily enough the blu-ray that i bought of that movie also has a voodoo so if sam wants to join us on that viewing she could i can just give her the voodoo code for that one yeah for show. Sure. but yeah that movie's definitely worth watching cool yeah I, i'm definitely i've been interested in it yeah uh, uh i'm also i don't want to spoil it too much though because i've been trying to get gel to watch that movie too yeah. and we got like <laughs> halfway through it yesterday and then she was like I-, I need to take a nap like this movie's good but like i'm falling asleep <laughs> it's like, cool well i own the blu-ray so we can watch it whenever yeah that's why it's so great to own a thing yeah um e hi stuff yeah uh Things. i watched a movie oh <laughs> um one day i just woke up at 4 a.m so i watched a movie <laughs> as you do as i do yes <laughs> As I do. As you do, yes. <laughs> uh, that's just time where I'm like, I'm not like conscious enough to do something <laughs> hard to do, but I am conscious enough to like do something I wouldn't normally do, like watch a movie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I get that. Oh, uh, logic, yeah. yeah. Um, It was a new Netflix movie, Sony Pictures, The Mitchells versus The Machines, previously called something like Disconnected or some stupid name like that. <laughs> Mitchell's versus Machines is a very long name. Yes, but it's way better than like disconnected or whatever, unconnected, whatever the fuck they called it. Wi-Fi down. <laughs> Basically, was the old title. I want like a new a. I want like an animated version of Black Hawk Down, but called Wi-Fi Down, <laughs> where it's like a, a whole bunch of kids that are playing online together. Yeah, and, like has a LAN party, and like all of a sudden the internet goes down, so they're just stuck together in this LAN party. <laughs> That's. Dumb. I feel like anyway. a land party is the easiest thing to be stuck together with. There, yeah, there has to be like a helicopter. Be there. Anyways. That's like a drone thing. You have to like go and like fix I, know, I mean, like have them playing like off-brand COD. Yeah, for yeah. But I could see that like working as like a dumb internet short. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So the Mitchells versus Machines. Um, the name was basically Wi-Fi Down before because that's kind of a bit of what the movie's about. Uh, like old do it nature dad <laughs> and the young children on phones and the daughter makes youtube videos and is accepted into college for filmmaking okay yeah that's that's the start and she's like oh, i can't wait to get away from my family uh 
Hey, can't enter chat. Oh, no. Hey. Yeah, she's like, oh, I can't wait to get away from my family and be in college on my own. And then the dad's like, yo, I canceled your flight. We're taking a road trip. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and then when you get past this barrier, the movie's way better. <laughs> okay. Like, that's just like whatever TD Bopper type setup. Yeah. Um, then it's like a bit of a road trip and it's still kind of like that. And then they get to a rest stop, and that's when the movie actually starts. Okay. Uh, the phone company that's basically Apple, they reveal a new thing. It's like robots, basically. <laughs> uh, it replaces your phone. And then the robots go evil. Whoa, what a surprise. Why would that be better than a phone? It does literally anything you tell it to. Why would that be better than a phone? Can you tell your phone to make you breakfast and it makes you a breakfast burrito? No, but I can just stare at my phone and then forget to eat. <laughs> well, Problem you solved. Start, you can call get Grubhub. food this way. <laughs> call Grubhub. Yeah, and call Grubhub too. Grubhub costs more money than, hey, go make me a burrito. Than a robot? Probably. I don't know. Why <laughs> haven't they just gotten a wife? Hey, ho! Am I right? Uh, he's leaving now. I get that. Someone sleeping <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like that, and he like threw the phone away, and it doesn't like hide who's behind the robot thing. It's the phone. Oh, they're they're sentient, like because it's the phones are yeah, super technology. Okay, I will say the, there's one thing that I saw about this, and I I want to know how prevalent product placement is. I don't. Um, I didn't realize there was product placement. Well, there's products in it. Like, the one thing that I've seen from this is that there are Furbies. Yes. Is there only Furbies? That's the only thing I recognized. Huh. I mean, when I think of product placements in movies, I think of, like, some guy who is, you know, in a diner, and he's very clearly drinking Pepsi because he's holding it to where, like, even though he's holding the can backwards, you can see the label of it. And then, like, he takes a drink out of it, and, like, the sun is going through. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll say this. Um, Basically, all the technology in this movie was turned evil. So it's any company that's cool with their product being being shown as being evil. Yeah. yeah. Which Furbies, I guess, are. Well, yeah, that kind of helps them, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is also a great line from the sun where it's like these big things that are like Furbies are back. And he's like, what's a Furby? <laughs> <laughs> it's great because it's like, yeah, that's how kids would react to seeing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like. Robot uprising, basically, they capture every human except for the Mitchells. Okay. Yeah. So every one of them. Yeah, they're it... gonna get sent to space. Cool. The Mitchells can stop them. Okay. And that's it's like cool fighting robot shit and like sneaking around in family film. Okay. I I really like it. I I I I highly recommend people watch it, which is why I'm being a little vague on some of the details. Sure. Sure. I, I think, like the idea of them just going whole hog on like Furby's evil. Yeah, that that's very that's like ten minutes of the movie. I'll let you know Aww. that. Um, <laughs> they they go to a mall at a point, and that's when that part happens. Okay. Uh, there's to bring you back in. There's a big Furby. Ooh, yeah. I like Furby. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in. Um, I think with that movie, you have to get past the first like fifteen minutes. It's not like terrible or anything, but you're like, uh teeny bopper. What if the first fifteen minutes is all I end up liking? <laughs> I would be very surprised. I'd I'd be like, I didn't realize you liked technology bad movies so much. Technology bad. I, that's another thing. I do actually like this because like it has technology bad in it, but it also like talks about like the benefits of technology, like how the daughter was able to express her creativity. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that kind of stuff. 
and like the sun's able to kind of because the sun seems to be on the spectrum and like Mm -hmm. very uh he got very attached to dinosaurs and stuff which kids do but like clearly like more than a typical kid would Mm -hmm. so like it's not like how like he can cope more with it okay so i think i think it does a better job about like the balancing of yeah we are over reliant on phones but also there's so much that we get from those Interesting. I I do want to watch it. It looked like a fun little animated yeah. movie. And uh, I really, I think it really, really is push. Sony Pictures in general is really pushing 3D animation. And man, this movie is really good at 3D animation. Like, like it just looks it. really good. Yeah, it looks really good. It's super expressive. Um, th- like it's funny that Disney's slacking so hard in the 3D animation in a lot of ways, and Sony's just fucking going ham. Yeah, I think it's because they did Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs, and that just did so good they could keep experimenting. That did good. Spider Verse did fucking bonkers. Yeah. So, yeah, that they, they seem to have a good head on their shoulders when it comes to the animated stuff. For yeah. Sure. So yeah, I I really like it. I would highly recommend. I was thinking about podcasts, but it's like a super new movie, so I didn't want to be like, yeah, let's just watch new movies. Yeah. Well, we may get there at some point. Yeah. I, I, I mean, mean, next year if yeah. there's enough people who haven't seen it, yeah, bring it. But and also, Promising Young Woman came out rather recently too. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was made a while ago though, wasn't it? No, it came out in 2020. Like, but it was like made before that, wasn't it? No. Like, I thought it was like in per- like just it might have been in purgatory for a, for a while, but like from what I know, like it came out in 2020, and like the actual like video release of it just recently came out. But I think it's one of those things that got buried because the pandemic. No, but I thought it was like something that was like stuck on a shelf for oh. a while, and like they only put it up because the pandemic. I don't think so. It looks like like nothing about it seems like it's like old. It all seems rather modern. It's just that I mean, I'll look into it. I don't yeah, know for yeah. sure. I, I, had, I, I might be confusing it with another it, movie. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mitchell was very surprising. I was I was pleasantly surprised how much I liked that movie because like when it was first being talked about when it had the old name, whatever disconnected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh, another technology bad movie because that's what the advertising made it look like. Sure. So. After, like, I, I was just seeing a bunch of people I follow on Twitter being like, hey, this is actually a really good movie. I was like, all right, I guess I'll watch it sometime. So I put it in my watch list, and then I woke up at 4 a.m. one day. It's going to wake up at 4 a.m. more, E. <laughs> I mean, if I do, if I, I'll do it. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I specifically have to be in no mood whatsoever to watch a movie sometimes. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. Um. And then uh, I also played, I, I got back on the DS kick. I played a <laughs> game called Elite Beat Agents. Yeah. How was that? Uh, very fun. It's a rhythm game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really all I could. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> all there's to say. <laughs> yeah, like it's a really good rhythm game. Uh, I guess the other thing to say, it's licensed music from the 2000s. Oh, so, weird. So like it starts out and there's a bunch, there's like Skater Boy. Ooh, yeah, weird. But also, it, as you get on, you unlock more stuff like uh, YMCA's in there. Uh, September, September. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. The summer. September. Uh, almost none of the songs actually fit whatever the hell's going on in the game. Oh, because it's kind of rhythm heaven where like there's a bunch of stuff like plot, quote unquote. Sure. So like, 
uh, September's a weather woman who needs it to be sunny so she can go on a picnic <laughs> with her son. That's good. Yeah. Uh, YMCA is a pirate. What? Finding a treasure. Yeah. Okay. I think they made a mistake not going within the Navy. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. Uh, what's Skater Boy? Uh, taxi Man. Getting a pregnant woman to the hospital. They just could have had, like, skating. <laughs> There's a different part with skating in it. They didn't choose that. That's like What? <laughs> that was a dog, like, needing to get home, and he skates at a point, and that's, like, Highway something. I don't remember the song. Weird. But How many songs are there? Uh, twelve. There's oh. not a lot. It's a very short game. Yeah, yeah. It's an album. There's, there's a bonus songs. I unlocked one, and I was like, "This is so much work. I don't feel like doing it." Oh, it took that long to unlock. Yeah, I. It's um. Do you believe in a da da da? Oh, yeah. uh, not Celine Dion. No, share, uh, share, yeah, yeah, share. Yeah. Uh, that's about some girl trying to be a dancer. You believe in a thing called love. And I that song always makes me laugh because like there's a weird auto tune when she's saying "Do you believe?" Yeah. and it's like "Do you believe in yep. life after love?" Yes, here's the secret: Cher can't actually sing. <laughs> she's she's awful. Oh, Cher's <laughs> gonna hear that and get so pissed. I hope she does. <laughs> she should know. She's like seventy something now. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm sad though because one of the unlockable songs is ABC. ABC. That one? Yeah. Easiest one. Two, but I, I'm not going to unlock it because, man, uh-huh. it takes so fucking long to unlock shit. Do I get perfect and stuff? No, you have to get points. Oh. Um, after the place of over and over. Yeah. After beating the game easy mode, uh, I I did one rank, which is not a song. <laughs> Doesn't unlock a song. Oh. Then I played through normal and got through almost all of it. And then I finally unlocked a song. Oh, and I'm like, I don't want to play through this game like four times to unlock ABC. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Is like the rhythm stuff fun though? Yeah. Um, I I don't know if you know. Robbie might know. Uh, you know the game Osu, OSU. Like, no, nah, I don't think I know that one. All right. Uh, basically, it is tapping, dragging, and spinning are the three commands for stuff you could do. Oh, so it's like um that Final Fantasy one. I don't know. Um, Final Fantasy Rhythm something? Maybe, I don't... There's a really good Final Fantasy Rhythm. Was it on the DS? Yeah. Probably then. (laughs) (laughs) There's not a lot of rhythm things you can do on the DS unless you're Rhythm Heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and not this, not Elite B Agent specifically, but the Japanese version uh, was what inspired a game called Os, which is one of, like, the most popular rhythm games on the computer. Huh. And that one's very popular because people can make their own songs on it. Oh, yeah, I can see that then. Yeah. But also, I think it's just really fun. I I tried playing the computer one. I think it works way better on DS because you have the touchscreen thing. Right. And like I could use my drawing tablet, but that's not as fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are some games that like those crazy rhythm games you have to like draw across with your mouse and everything. I guess uh, people use the drawing pads for that all the time. I think like, you might some... be describing those. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, I know like Probably. I didn't know the name of the game. No, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I've seen people play that online wherever like they just make it to like every single key on the keyboard is mm-hmm. be able to tap it because it's so fast that they're just tapping with all five fingers while they're drawing across the pad. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um Elite BH is not that hard. It doesn't get that crazy. <laughs> uh I, yeah, it's just it was just a really fun game. I I'm glad I played it. I wish I had it when I was younger. 
because it would have been great. But then you would have gotten ABC. Yeah, I would have gotten ABC because, <laughs> like, when I was younger, I had one game every couple months, basically. Yeah, yeah. When you're a kid, you really got to play the crap out of it. Yeah. Um, and then I I started Pokemon Soul Silver because I was curious if I'm just tired of Pokemon in general or if it's just the new ones. And I got an hour. I'm having fun. Okay. I think a lot of it is like the older Pokemon didn't have such tutorial heavy starts. And I think that helps a lot. Yeah. Or this one's like, hey, here's a Pokemon. Hey, look, an egg. Okay, bye. Yeah, do Pokemon things. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I never, I had a Pokemon, I have Pokemon Gold for the Game Boy Color. I never beat it, beat it, though. I only got through the halfway where you beat all of the second gen stuff. Sure. And then you go to beat the first gen stuff. I'm just informing you what happens. Okay. I'm not, I'm not okay. getting confirmation. <laughs> for um, I only did the second gen stuff and I started the first gen stuff and then just kind of fell off. Uh, this one has so many, like, a lot of that's just because Pokemon, old Pokemon is kind of not fun in a lot of ways. Just because it's kind of broken. I know you don't like any Pokemon, but like. It's just like a turn-based thing. For yeah, me, especially old Pokemon, though, is such a broken mess in yeah. a lot of ways. And I think because that's technically gen 5 i think it has a lot of the improvements that i liked about pokemon that'll probably keep at it mm -hmm. we'll see though i don't know i'll be honest i haven't played pokemon since like pokemon gold that's the one i'm playing oh <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like, um i i was i was a big pokemon fan i fell off after uh ultra sun and ultra moon yeah you yeah. would always have a pokemon game in your pocket before yeah in <laughs> fact i beat the third gen of pokemon like five times jesus that's the one a lot of people say is the worst one <laughs> Something you might be interested in, I found out about recently then. Uh, somebody found a way to make a Pokemon-style game but make it still like where they could profit off of it. It's called Discworld. Yo-Kai Watch. Or Dis <laughs> that's Discworld very, or Discworld. I, so, I know you're joking, but that's a very <laughs> different game. <laughs> and it's a shame that in America, like anything that's not Pokemon is not given a chance because that is a very different game that looks very fun. And I tried it, and it is pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> And Sorry, it, you should be mad as a Digimon fan because Digimon didn't get to be as popular because, because of Pokemon. I know yeah. it's so frustrating. Digimon's so much better. Sorry, not disc world, disc creatures. But basically, to where like you fight these digital creatures and put them on discs instead of inside of Pokemon balls. Sounds about right. I mean, yeah. I thought, there's a lot of like things there's trying to be kind of like unique. Discmon, Discmonsters. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna be the disc trainer. <laughs> no one ever was. <laughs> the Birdmon disc is my real test. <laughs> it's not piracy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this disc trainer people. Showing him like a Robbie's little clip now of showing it. him a video. It, it looks very yeah. It looks yeah, like it's meant to be very Pokemon esque. It looks exactly yeah. like Pokemon. Yeah. Um, I follow a couple of those. There's what was the, the last one? Uh, Temmon, I think it was called. Tenmon. Yeah, something like that. I prefer Ninemon. <laughs> Got it. But um, that one, the gimmick of that one, it was actually an MMO as well. Ooh, oh, is there? You know. Yeah. Yeah, that looked cool actually. Yeah, I, I didn't get it. Know. Um, something. I wanted to. Hmm? What? Did you guys know that someone ate nine mom? I follow a different one called <laughs> called uh, Moncraft. That's just a temporary name. They're gonna change it. Yeah. Um, that one I think is cool because like it's trying to be more uh like with do more with the actual world. Yeah. So like they show off so like the player can like climb stuff 
Oh, like do things. Yes. <laughs> um, they're saying like they want it so you can actually use the monsters to actually like solve puzzles and shit. That sounds cool. Yeah. And it seems to be only overworld stuff. So no like turn based battles. Yeah. There might be some. I don't know. But like the monsters show up on the overworld and you can like catch them and stuff. Sorry, I had a very bad hiccup stuck in my <laughs> lung. <laughs> I I honestly I want a not turn based Pokemon. Yeah, but like Bug Snacks. <laughs> Never mind. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> but no, Bug Snacks is you were po- having fun with that. I was, start. but it's still too long. Like at eleven yeah. hours, it's still too much. And I'll, arguably, if I want the good ending, it's gonna be like thirteen or fourteen. It's just I'm not. Should have just throw me at it. I would have gotten it. For you. <laughs> you would have. I'm not there I mean, for it though. Also, another game like uh, I saw this and I immediately thought thought of E. Hi. Uh, it's on my wish list on Steam, but like it's called Amori. Yes, I played that. Oh yeah, I, I talked about that on this live show okay. before. <laughs> wow, Robbie. Um, sorry, I don't remember all of his games. <laughs> I, uh, that was my favorite game of 2020. Okay, which that was a pretty good year for me because that's when Animal Crossing came out. <laughs> yeah, that's a good year for you. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Omori's awesome. I would highly recommend it. Yeah, I was gonna say it looks somewhat similar to like uh, Earthbound. Almost. Yes. Okay. Uh, very inspired by Earthbound and. Uh, I get to I, the thing that you seem to like about I was talking about. It has like the rock, paper, scissors system that yeah. like upgrades your stats and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you still would have some trouble because it is still a lot of turn based battling. Yeah. Like the I want a battle system like Nino Kuni, but for Pokemon. Uh, I haven't played Nino Kuni. You would love it. Maybe. I genuinely think I, you'd be into it. See, That's the thing I, I prefer turn based battles than not turn-based battles for rpgs though so like we're honestly it's funny to me we are very on like different spectrums of that yeah because like my thing i really want to think about what i'm doing when i'm playing when i'm in a battle yeah i don't yeah because i I just want to do it yeah i get that like i i get that when it's like really simple rpgs which pokemon is to be quite frank Mm -hmm. um i think like stuff like omori and stuff where you have to actually there's a lot of like nuances to the battle system is why i prefer those systems yeah um yeah i i don't like hate uh what are they called action rpgs i guess um like a near yeah i don't like hate it but like i never i feel like i'm not allowed to make decisions a lot of times it's it's not it really is just building your character and learning combos at that point i think that's why i like i want nino kuni because it's almost turn-based but it's not it's like a you get into the fight and then you go into the little thing and it slows down time or something or no, no, no. It's just, um, it becomes like a cooldown battle system. So okay. you can like walk around and attack and stuff like that, but everything's on cooldowns, uh, but you have your little creatures and stuff like that. The only thing that I didn't like about Nino Kuni's combat, and it's a lot of JRPGs do this thing. And I fucking absolutely hate it. Is that if your main character dies, you just lose the fight. Um, I hate when any JRPG does that. It's the yeah. worst. That I do find that fun. Cause like a lot of American RPGs don't give a shit. But yeah, like, yeah, your main character died. Do you have Barrett? Go ahead. There's so many other characters. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with you because like it sucks because then you're like, fuck. I happen to fucking have one HP on my main guy, so now yeah. I'm fucked. Even though my entire other party was super good, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I will say Omori does that a little bit, but they have like a system prevention essentially with Omori where he kind of doesn't die <laughs> unless you're really struggling. Okay, like it has the thing where it'll be like. Oh, he almost died, but he he kept it together. Oh, right. Because you're like, oh, you can win this fight still. Like, yeah. We're going to bring him back. 
yeah so like it'll do that and like all your other enemies are down and you're like oh i can bring it back up though and then we can heal yeah like it gives you that feeling that i love in a lot of as RPGs long as it's not like, like oh they... i could fucking do it i know i can <laughs> as long as you don't do what they do on like oblivion because like if someone's essential to the main plot you can't kill them they just go unconscious when you hit them you can't really kill anyone in the morning. <laughs> you could you could kill side yeah. stuff i guess but you know what i mean though yeah i know yeah they kind of make it to where like you're still rooting for it like it's still like it doesn't take the tension away from the battle yeah yeah, yeah. but weirdly whenever i was whenever you're saying like live action but turn we turn base we have to think about it like for some reason the first game that came to mind was like the original not the original um like the gamecube and ps2 version of prince of persia because i would just call those action honestly though it is action but like you have to think about what you're doing because at the time your hits yeah with everything and then also like that game is like 3d puzzle where you have to like get to the top of this building and then fight and then another 3d puzzle where you have to get to from point a to point b then fight yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. uh i liked those games i did i really liked those games i want to so like uh final fantasy 7 remake yeah how was the changed combat in that like was that more what you're looking forward to or was it still too traditional um i actually i liked the combat enough in 7 remake i really didn't like the story which is kind of the thing that put me off is i yeah, never I understood mean, why anybody likes cloud he's fucking awful i he never was that's how he always was right and i don't get it he's awful it's <laughs> could, a lot of, it's, a lot of edgy teenagers could just be like i'm cloud hell yeah 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 i can be an asshole and women love me still look at this sword that's bigger than i am that can hold with one hand that looks like i'm holding my dick i thought it was funny because like barrett's way fucking cooler he's pretty cool like he's he's a fucking big ass dude with the machine gun arm like why would you want to be barrett he's way cooler he's fun to play as too um yeah i I liked it because it it is very action heavy but you really do have to think about what you're doing in combat because you get fucked up easily in the combat in that game if you're not paying attention even to small enemies they'll just murder the shit out of you okay um that weirdly sounds like where i'm at with the cyberpunk it's like I'm at a high level, but if I ever get in a firefight, I have to make sure that I'm really cautious about what I'm doing because I have weapons that like can kill an enemy rather quickly. Uh-huh. But like they can also like most something dropped. Yeah, Sam, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> um, I keep like unmuting myself when I have things to say, but I think there's like a delay or something. Then oh. like people oh. just talk and I don't get a word. <laughs> apparently smack more things on your table and then we'll have to stop like, like oh a, sam has to yeah, say, get say like something. a gavel so you can just be like order <laughs> just doing the hey i have something to say <laughs> um but no like with that game i'm kind of like enemies are always tanky but like that's why for me at least like stealth is like as important as it is in that game is because so that way you can like sneak up on them because in a firefight i die in like two shots it doesn't even like it can be like a nobody side mission character that they hit me twice with a gun, I'm dead. Well, that you just didn't build your character to be enough of a tank, Robbie. Apparently not. <laughs> Put it all in tech abilities <laughs> and intelligence. There you go. Should have equipped in the the chest abilities. <laughs> which is also funny because I uh, did all the beat the brat missions and I beat that quest, which is literally just fist fighting quest- quests. Weird. Yeah. Anyway. And that was another one of those like, you die in two hits. Like, yeah, it takes forever to beat the crap out of another person because they have a health bar. You hit them once and it takes like, half a percentage of health and they hit you twice and you're done yeah um punch out yeah <laughs> more, yeah more or less yeah uh sam you had some stuff to say no are you no, there it was just like you know curious no, stuff i don't know who you're still talking about that 
No, you're good. It's it's your turn. Yeah. yeah. What or what's been going on? Talking about Final Fantasy. I don't really. I was just asking him if he liked the combat, really. Oh, in Final Fantasy. A remake, yeah. Oh, I've never played it. Don't care. <laughs> I don't think like, you wouldn't like it, I don't think. Yeah. Too anime. Yeah, way, way too anime. anime. I mean, I like Nino Kuni because it's really cute, but I did that's, drop that's off. That's like a like children bit. anime. Final Fantasy is like young adult anime. I would not call Nino Kuni children anime. It's real dark. It's super super it does dark. It get pretty dark actually. Um, um it I is really cute because I was playing it on um PS Now and it was stream only and not a uh, download, uh, so yeah. it ran kind of eh, sketchy. Yeah, <laughs> but like I don't know. I guess I'd probably play it again. But again, with like the um battle system in that yeah it is like slightly turn-based but like live action yeah turn-based i guess you could call it it's like a cooldown system yeah <laughs> it's fun it's just really long and really grind heavy actually yeah yeah <laughs> i had a lot i had a lot of times where i felt like i had to like grind to actually get through i think earthbound's the only rpg i've played where i never felt like i had to grind although earthbound the actual Earthbound at the end, I did, but like for the most part, I think the Mother series two and three are pretty good about not having to grind. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's really all I had to say. Oh, you didn't play <laughs> or watch anything currently? Um, I finished Invincible. Nice. He's the only one. I started Invincible. in that discussion. Then <laughs> I haven't seen Invincible yet. I really want to watch it though. Looks you guys, good. I'm it's giving you guys good. homework. Go watch Invincible. Give me Amazon like the Prime, then I guess. Okay, I will. <laughs> I still have Amazon Prime. Go watch. I, it. I never canceled it. Go watch it. It's eight episodes. They're like 44 minutes long each. It's pretty fast watch though, honestly. Okay. Yeah, it's it's good. Without spoilers, Sam, what did you think of the ending? Oh man! <laughs> oh man! Is that about right? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. I totally uh, know what to say without spoilers. <laughs> yeah, that entire show is really hard to talk about without spoiling anything. It, like every episode yeah. is a spoiler. I felt like it was. Um, I don't know how to explain it. Like <laughs> it didn't. It didn't feel like. Well, definitely wasn't like your run-of-the-mill sort of like superhero show or movie thing, whatever. No, not at all. I mean, I won't go to that and why, but I it I felt like it was like super effective, like the whole relationships and like yeah, I don't want to say anything. It makes you feel. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and like that takes a lot of work for me. Uh. <laughs> to feel about some of the stuff that this show is about, actually, just in general, yeah, just in general, to feel <laughs> what's that like, guys? No, <laughs> well, no, like what the main point of like the show is, it kind of takes a lot for me to like actually care about those kind of stories. So I think the show did a pretty good job. Yeah, um, it was. It's animated, but it feels like more live action. Maybe I don't know. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know because like animated stuff is usually like. For me, anyway, I don't watch a lot of animated stuff, but it's more not adult. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with that. Is stuff out there, but I don't like I don't anime, know. so I agree with Sam. And I it feel like just for anime. <laughs> Whatever, fuck it. 
Just me and Yugi. <laughs> We're the anime fans. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of depth to some of the characters. So. Yes. They feel more three-dimensional than most actual shows. Yeah, I think that's like the point I was trying to make. <laughs> but I bet I'm bad at words. <laughs> yeah. Um cool, cool. We'll have to talk about that at some point. Tomorrow maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you too. I was like, what? I'm not ready. No. <laughs> like, all right, E, you have no, to binge have to all of them when you get home. All right now. <laughs> you have to binge watch them when you get home. You have to pay not 50. even have time to sleep. Come right back here in the morning. You have to pay fifty dollars for Amazon Prime. Actually, the maybe this may be given like me an idea of something that we can do hours? for when me and Sam are on vacation. What? Yeah, I think I have a content idea. Me I'll talk Robbie to you guys later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's because I said like binge watch something and then without sleeping or anything, I was like, just talk about it. I have an idea. I'm gonna show up to Robbie's work. <laughs> we're, we're have... Somehow you guys got in there because the door is electronically locked. But yeah. somehow you guys got in. Well, you just watched the Watchmen. They showed me how to get into you the gotta electronically smash, locked. You gotta, smash it, you gotta smash it with a rock, and yes. then the magnets just go. Boop. Yep. Definitely won't cause a like meltdown. No, 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 of no. the system <laughs> or an alarm. Yeah. No, it'll be fine. Um, anything else, Sam? Before I start hogging, because I got a lot. No, no, not really. Just still playing the Outer Worlds. Well, not the last few days because I've been working, but yeah, kind of getting into that. So, and uh, yeah, haven't really watched anything other than like YouTube. That was Alarm. Not heard that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm also making dinner because I just got off of work. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, I have a laundry list of things. Uh, Go for uh, it. Yeah. Underwear, socks. <laughs> How'd you know? Just um, that. I wait. mean, you have it in a pile in the corner. Let me pull up the list here because I watched a lot. Uh, okay, what did I talk about already? Um, Mayans. Talk- yeah, I talked about Mayans, yeah. about how it kind of went off the rails on finger. season three. Right. What else? Is that all I talked about? No, you started with something else. What we started with Watchmen, Mayans. I think that's all I talked about so far. Oh no, yeah. I have a lot. Did you talk about the C's finale? I also just noticed that <laughs> uh, typo. I'm getting real bad with those, aren't I? All right. Uh... <laughs> uh, I I want to say Mortal Kombat because I never got I never t- talked about that after watching it. Hmm. Um, it's completely fine. There's some of the stuff in there that I really, really, really like. Uh, mostly it's the fight scenes. Yeah. Um, I think the internet is super overreacting about the Cole character. Uh, he is not nearly zero. No, no. Uh, apparently, there's like a character that's never been any in any of the Mortal Kombat games that they added just for the movie. Everyone goes on about how bland he is. I haven't seen it, but this is just what the internet's saying. He's completely fine as a new character. <laughs> they're, they're they're saying that a new character in Mortal Kombat is bland. Yep. What? He doesn't have enough depth as a human being in Mortal Kombat. What? I mean, I guess they're trying to give more character to Mortal Kombat characters. Yeah, like there's a lot of fun characters. I think the thing that ended up happening is one of the characters that ended up becoming a villain is extremely asshole charismatic. Scorpion? No. Kano. Kano. Yeah. And he kind of stole the show. That's kind of his character, isn't it? Yeah, but he's like actually very good and fun in this to like watch. Okay. Um, I think he kind of stole the show for a lot of people and people wanted every character to be Kano, I think. 
Actually, I don't know what people wanted out of this movie because uh, I went in with zero expectations. Movies, probably with what the eighties movies or nineties. The nineties movie, yeah, they definitely wanted that. But like, I went in with no expectations, kind of expecting a bad movie. Actually, and it seems like everybody just wanted like this world changing video game movie, which was never going to happen. Yeah, actually, I have a question. Uh, is it how good of a video game movie is it? Like, where would you throw it at? It is the third best video game movie. Neat. Uh, number one is Detective Pikachu, number two is Sonic, and number three is uh this. Hmm. Yeah, I feel very confident it in that. It beat Mario Bros. Everything beats Mario Bros. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I forgot to talk about that. That movie is completely fine. I actually really like all the dumb references. Like, you know how in Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 you could like do that stupid sweep kick like yeah, and it... forever? Yeah. There's a it... joke about that. Because nice. one of the characters does that and he's like, Can you do you only have the one thing you do? <laughs> It's really good. Well, how is that one and two is such a broken mess of a fighting game. It is. It really is. That's what makes it great, though. Yeah. My favorite thing is there's a block and a low block, but low block basically blocks anything. So there's mm-hmm. no reason to just block. Yeah, they're broken games. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess one question I have about the Mortal Kombat, and I have a feeling the answers are astounding now. Okay. Uh, is there a time whenever someone goes to punch someone, they miss, and the guy punches them back, and then some guy just pops out of the corner and goes, Toasty! I do believe that the toasty is in there. Really? Point. I really do think it is. <laughs> That's awesome. He, he's my favorite. I was so sad when they didn't have him in some of the new ones. Like, it's not like a character, but I think you hear it in the background when somebody gets punched one time. Because I think I remember laughing about that. Unless okay. I had no idea what I was talking about. Do, you, um, do they have that's one pretty character awesome. just do the stupid punches? Where like, ha, 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 yeah, constantly? Uh, they do that. They do like the ton of the fatalities from the new games, which are really cool. Oh, uh, not the old ones. Um. No, I don't think any of the old ones actually. Damn it. I want them they to do, do, do the old th- ones. They do do some of the like the old moves and stuff, like the bicycle kick and everything, right. which looks ridiculous, which is great because well, but... it does look ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just because like all the new fatalities are such gory messes. They're extremely I'm... gory. Like they I... do the new Kung Lao fatality to where he puts his hat in the ground yeah. and they like pull someone through it like it's a saw blade. Actually, does death matter in that movie? Extremely. Okay. Well. It might not in the next movie. I mean, that's fine. I was that's literally how the like, movie ends. It's is like... like death supposed to matter was my question. Because it's yes. Mortal Kombat. So it's like, because that's the one thing about Mortal Kombat story that was weird is like you could literally murder the character <laughs> you're supposed to talk to in the next scene. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say when people die in this, it's taken very seriously. Okay. Um, Except the movie also ends with Shao Kahn being like, I they're not dead forever with my warriors. I bring them back, but only shows like the ones that like Sub, are main characters. Sub-Zero, yeah, like Scorpion. so. It's, yes, it matters, but also in the next movie it might not because it's expected to be a trilogy. Uh, I hope the next one has. I just I just miss a lot of the classic fatalities. Is what I think because they're just, they're fun. They're not just gore. There's they have one. They have Kano has his in there. Yeah, where he rips the heart out. That's in there. Uh, yeah. and he literally says fatality. Nice. It's dumb. It's supposed to be. Yeah, honestly. like it, yeah. it it's as dumb as I wanted it to be, which yeah. I think people wanted it to be just cheesy. Um which uh, I mean time and place there are some just very sure. cheesy movies. I mean Wreck-It Ralph's a fairly cheesy movie, I would say. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like I'll I'll maybe watch I don't know how gory is it, honestly. The deaths are gory besides that not really. Uh, the fatalities are extremely gory though. I don't know if I'll I don't know, I'll try at some point. Probably. Yeah, I think it's fun gore, not like disgusting gore. But again, that's subjective. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like World Cup has had a point where they they have uh, employees have gotten PTSD from the reference images. So 
yeah (laughs) but that's not like them being asked to look at that stuff that's them like wanting to get it right which sure uh i would definitely say a lot of the head people are definitely pushing that on them i would not say it's just strictly like ah you know maybe i just should look at some live leak today to make sure i get the gore entirely correct i disagree there's there's a lot of stories that come out about that uh i actually have a lot of issues with the the stories that have come out about those employees um I'm not saying that they are uh, lying about it, but I think that they are definitely over dramatic, over dramatizing it. Thank you. Over dramatizing the things. Um, I've definitely seen a lot of the things they referenced and I'm not broken. Uh, I th- it depends on the type of person you are. Like if, yeah, um... if you are the type of person who's going to be scarred by seeing gore, maybe don't work on the game. That's known for being gory is what I'm going to say. I don't know. Like it's a different, like you also saw fucked up shit growing up yeah where some of those people might not have i was gonna make the joke like we were kind of broken to begin with yeah right but like that's what i'm saying like if you think you can be fucked up by this stuff like if you haven't seen it maybe don't go work at the studio where they're known for the thing that they almost made video games illegal you know like maybe don't go work for that video game company yeah but also maybe don't need so much fucking realism gore that that's a thing that happens in your offices. See, here's the th- I disagree that it's realistic. Like, I'm not saying it's that anatomically it- correct, but it's still <laughs> way over the top. Yeah, I'm not saying all the fatalities are super 100 realistic. I'm saying they strive for quote unquote realism with that stuff, and maybe don't strive that much, especially when you're a series that was known for being cartoony gory. I still argue they are cartoony gore. I think it's just one of those things to where every generation gets way over dramatic about Mortal Kombat. Like every generation that, yeah. always has. And I think it's just always going to be that way. Cause if I remember correctly, it was doom and Mortal Kombat that basically like, well, we need to have ratings on these games now. Yeah. yeah. And Hey, guess Mostly what? Mortal it's Kombat, it's yeah. back to doom and Mortal Kombat. Yeah. The things that are known for being gory and insane are still gory things that insane. people are taking too seriously. Yeah. Like it's just always going to be that way. But yeah. I know that there's also that story for like the last of us two of them trying to say like, with reference images and stuff like that of trying to be realistic with that game that uh, some people at Naughty Dog got PTSD. So it seems like a recycled story for Mortal Kombat 2. And I'm not saying like their claims aren't legitimate. I'm saying people need to know their own limits. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, that is also very true. It's also one of those like you need to know what you're getting yourself into. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, I, it's one of the things with the game industry. It's really easy to just get kicked out if you don't do your job. Right. But at the same time, like, what is that job worth to you? Like, is it worth that? Like, that's a personal decision that I think everybody has to make. And there's going to be people who push themselves too far because they think they have to. But like. I don't know. Some of this would be solved just like removing so much of the crunch in. Yeah. Yeah. Awful work culture of game, the game industry. I mean, corporate America in general. Well, yes, of course. But like that gets exemplified in game industry because that's the most consumers are always right kind of industry. Yeah, it is. It because is. everything is pushed so far because consumers don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like I'm not I get some of them that's what they signed up for. I get some of it might be a little more over dramatized. It just like seems a bit much in the grand scheme of things that that's what happens at all sometimes. Yeah. But like Again, like I said, like if you are going to the point to where you're actively searching out fucked up shit and you're not like 
preparing yourself or if you're not in a mental state to where you think you can handle that, then you're in the wrong job. Like you chose the wrong company. You need to be able to say, I can't do this and walk away. Like that's a personal problem that I think somebody needs to be able to do. And certain companies aren't for everybody. Like I'm just going to go and say it. Like if you like aren't a little fucked up, maybe don't go work at Rockstar. Like if you don't have like a laissez-faire attitude towards like drug abuse and stuff like that, maybe don't go work at Rockstar. Um, if you want to do a very mature rated game, maybe don't go work at Nintendo. You know, like there's certain things to where like if that's what you want to do, you need to try your best to choose the right thing. Um, some things come down to your personal decisions and watching live leaks for eight hours a day at a certain point becomes your decision. Uh, you need to know when to walk away. I, I very do. I really do believe that. Um, there's a lot of personal things that go into that with people. And a lot of people, I think, do feel forced to um, because of power dynamics. But and also that crunch culture. Yeah. But you can't just say, like, watching this thing will fuck you up as a human being because uh, I just don't think that that's true for everybody. I think different kinds of people handle things differently. And you need to know where your line is. Like with you, for instance, like you got really fucked up watching that Watchmen scene. I didn't think anything of it. Like it just didn't register to me as being like gross at all. It just super fake to me. So like, I mean, it's also one like I kind of watched that too. And like, as soon as I heard that crunch, like that second or third time was like, oh yeah, he's in the room. Right. Like it's just not something that registered to me. Cause like it's a farce on a comic book that is a show on HBO. Yeah. Like it just never registered me as something that's actually gross. If I were to see somebody crushing somebody's skull in real life, that's fucked up. Yeah, that, like, that's a different show. Kind of like up. it's not going to affect me at all. Like it's different levels of things. People, certain people can handle certain things. Certain people can't. And you need to know where your line is. I think. I think it's important to know your own limit. Um, weird. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, other things I watched, um. Liz wanted to show me Chicago. I had never seen it. It's a musical. Oh, yeah. We were talking about that. Um, It's fine. It, it was a while back, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's totally fine. I, it wasn't impressive to me at all in Just any way. 2000s musical? Yeah, like Richard Gere is in it, and he's extremely charming. In his Richard Gere way. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I wasn't super impressed by any of the singing. John C. Riley had a song called Cellophane, which... Uh, was kind of fun, I guess, because just about he his name should be Cellophane because everybody just looks right through him. Uh, it's just like a really dumb, fun song. Yeah. Uh, and the only two lyrics I can remember is Cellophane, Mister Cellophane, from his song. Yeah. And then the very first song in the movie, where she says one sentence and then a million times goes and all that jazz. Um, I only remember it because literally she would say something like, "And I walk on the stage." And all that jazz, and I throw on my boots, and all that jazz, like, and I ate some cereal, and all, all that jazz, like, oh, literally, it's started my car. It was very obnoxious. That's the only reason why I remember it. Um, I think that that movie is more flash than substance. Yeah, um, and which all is that jazz. fine. And all that jazz, <laughs> which is fine. Like, you can have that movie. I think. Yeah, it's more style over substance. Yeah, like it was fun to watch, but it just didn't impact me in any way whatsoever. Okay. Which is fine. Anything you can do that, and I'd be completely fine. Um, very flashy though. Um, 
and then watched a movie that I enjoyed far more than Liz enjoyed. Liz took two naps during this movie. Um, Tree of Life. Um, starring, I, I'm going to put quotations here, starring Brad Pitt and Sean Penn. Sean Penn is in it for 10 minutes. Brad Pitt is in it for maybe 30. Um, It's an art house pretentious film. Okay. It's pretentious as a motherfucker. It is so fucking pretentious. I mean, with Sean Penn, that kind of makes sense to be pretentious as a motherfucker. Like, I I hesitate to put any starring nomenclature on any of their names. You you could have had nobodies in this. <laughs> it would have been the same movie because there's barely performances. Um, The first 30 minutes is... Um, Sam is saying something in chat. Uh, If Liz took two naps, I'm glad I didn't watch it while I was there. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm not going to lie to you. It's pretentious as fuck. It really is. Because the first 30 minutes is, um, at the same time, the creation of the universe, while also showing that the creation of the universe is just as complicated and beautiful as the creation of a child in the womb, um, which is what I got out of it. I think Liz was in her first nap by the time that sequence ended. <laughs> it's 12 hours into the movie. <laughs> Um, and then there's like an hour and a half. This movie's like two and a half hours long, by the way. And there's like an hour and a half of watching the eldest son of a family kind of just be the eldest son in a family and just watching his life. There's like, like there's barely a through story to it. It's just that the dad, Brad Pitt is an asshole from the fifties. And he's like what you would expect an asshole dad from the fifties to be. He's that to a T. Uh, there's not really a complicated the character there he's just an just, asshole honey, i need my martini if you don't give it to me i'm gonna beat you with the beat you with the back full of oranges so he doesn't leave a bruise basically no yeah doubt about it <laughs> asshole dad from the 50s why does he have a back full of oranges because it doesn't leave a bruise when you hit someone with it that's a thing what the oranges bruise the skin doesn't well why i don't know why i don't know science <laughs> no why does why do you why is that a thing people own you know well you just get oranges in a bag or like a sock <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I'm not sure if I buy this still, but whatever. I mean, to be fair, like there's another guy like uh, this is an actual story that happened whenever I was like interning at a place. Um, someone was talking about like disciplining their kid, but they're worried about like leaving a bruise. And the guy who has no kids in the uh, in the group was just like, yeah, that's why I have him hold a phone book and just punch the phone book. So he doesn't leave a bruise on them. And like the guy who has a kid goes, how the fuck do you know that? And he's just like. Well, my ex had a really annoying kid, and like that's why I just happened to do is hold a uh, phone book, and I'd punch the phone book because if it leaves a bruise, it's not going to leave what a fist shaped bruise; it's going to leave a phone book shaped bruise. And everyone just like looked at him in horror as he said this. That man should be in jail. But also the other guy, if you're worried about leaving a bruise, you're not much maybe better. Don't yeah. discipline the kid. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe you have an issue there. <laughs> also, maybe not discipline your child by fucking punching him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a thing that happened. So, cool. Because uh, violence is always the fucking answer, isn't it? But that's why I made that dumb joke about like the <laughs> bag full of oranges. Yeah. Um, anyway, Tree of Life. Yeah. Um, I think that there are some emotional points that it actually conveys fairly well, like being a child. Um, just as like shitty kids as you and I were, Robbie, when we were yeah. hanging out, like there were some moments that brought me back to that of like wherever we're, we're all hanging out in an alley and we Setting see a window and we decide to break it. Um, like that kind of they're like that yeah. specific moment is in it and like when you like 
maybe this isn't like a every child has this moment thing, but I, at least I did of like, there's an animal and you don't know, really know, understand what murder is, you know? And so like you hurt the animal because <laughs> you're a dumb kid and you're trying to figure it out. At least I had that moment. I don't know if every kid has that moment. I did. I'm a fucked up kid. Um, I think I know the story you're talking about. With the pigeon? Yeah. Yeah. So I had a moment where I shot a pigeon with a BB gun like a thousand times and it lived. Uh, super fucked up. I am aware of that. I was like seven. There's no excuse. I was fucked up. Um, That's why you shouldn't give kids BB guns. I agreed. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so like I I reflected on my own uh, childhood with this kid and like there's moments in there where there's just like really beautiful shots that you would see as a Windows 10 screensaver. <laughs> for like 40 minutes cool cool <laughs> there's okay. a lot of that in the movie it's just a fucking giant windows like those really in a blue void of space there's a lot of like ocean scenes from like the way down in the ocean pointing up towards the surface something like, you'd see clouds. like a, uh adobe vision yeah, scene, but yeah. For, like, for like an hour long yes actually this movie would look great in 4k cool it's <laughs> cool 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 <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, I'm not gonna go out and say it's a good movie. I will say I enjoyed it though. Uh, it's I swear to God, if I come back here and you have the 4K of this movie, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretentious as all hell. Uh, there's no way you can't have pretension in there. It ends with a whole thing of like when you die, what the afterlife is, and like how do you interpret that? And it's a whole a whole yeah. thing that I enjoyed thinking. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I thought that to myself <laughs> as well. But it's like something I enjoyed thinking about while watching it. It's Can super you just pretentious. Hear my eyes roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like they're out of your school. You might want to go fix that. <laughs> that reminds me of another dumb joke of uh, how do you make your or how do you make your wife go blind? Oh no, acid. No, <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god. Jesus. Oh, okay. No, like, <laughs> no, mine was, <laughs> sadly enough, mine's dumber, but a lot less dark. I was gonna say, uh, you get one of those stud binders, put it to your chest so it can be like, oh, found the stud, and then your wife will roll her eyes hard enough that it'll break her uh it'll break her retinas off and she'll go blind. That's a way better <laughs> answer than acid. Then just murder her. Pour <laughs> yeah. acid in your wife's eyes, she'll go blind. I, mean... I, I think it's just like very practical answer. I don't know. Like growing up, a, a lot of the jokes I heard were like at the point where it's just the joke is that it's a very Dark. literal answer. No, well, yes, part two because two thousands, but. Yeah, that, like, that was like anti-chicken yeah, anti-joke like, chicken dark yeah like it's that the joke is that there's no joke like how do you yeah do mm-hmm. this how do you how do you make your wife blind acid just like the joke is that that's just a literal answer yep that's that how you would, in it. fact mine was it. do something so stupid that she rolls her eyes hard enough to go blind yeah. like that was my joke <laughs> um so i have some more things that i watched i watched two horror movies that were on amazon that were rated pretty high. One was four stars. The other one was like almost five, like real close to five, like 4.9 stars on Amazon. Bad Ben 10. No, I'm, <laughs> they don't deserve any stars. They deserve zero stars. Those films. Um, oh God. Oh God. Bad Ben. We have to get back to it. <laughs> um, no, I watched uh, two horror movies. One was called Ganjiam Haunted Asylum, which is based off of a real asylum that was shut down. Gandhi and the Haunted Asylum? Ganjiam. Oh, Gonjium, uh, haunted asylum. Is that like on the periodic okay. table? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's a it's based on a real asylum that was shut down, and there's like a bunch of rumors about it. And this goes on like, what if this was true and stuff? 
the actual plot of that one is that there are a bunch of YouTubers, basically. They're going to go do a live stream in there. Is that the plot to, like, 80% of the new yep. horror movies? So, yep. basically, a bunch of YouTubers just went to a fucking abandoned building and then made a movie for cheap. <laughs> well, no, actually. It's, like, made fairly well, actually. Uh-huh. Um, it's also uh, uh, Asian. I, I, I wish I knew a specific area. Mm. Um, I want to... S- I don't know. I don't want to say because I'm not sure. Um, There's. Uh, can I say something? Yeah. Um, have you watched any of the proper people's uh, stuff from when they went to China? I have. It's so. There's like so many abandoned things, and like the comparison because they also went to Europe. The comparison between like the U.S. and Europe and like China is the graffiti and everything is pretty much fucking destroyed in the U.S. There's like a little bit of graffiti in Europe, and there's like nothing like. It hasn't been touched really in like the Chinese places because there's like such strict security, I think, in a lot of places. Huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I've seen it's a couple of, of their things, but yeah. Uh, like I, there's this whole um, this whole like amusement amusement park thing that I don't know if it was ever even like active, but it was at some point. Okay. Yeah. I only know and, that like, because what was it that one guy who does like rides? Oh, Defunct Land? Defunct Land did a video on yeah. it as well. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. some... He actually yeah. used some anyway. of the proper people's footage for that video. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are really good videos. Oh. Like all of their traveling overseas. Yeah, like... Really I think if they tried that Kickstarter again, because a few years ago they tried a Kickstarter to like get a show on Discovery, okay. I think if they tried mm-hmm. that now, they'd have enough of an audience to be able to do it. Because yeah. they like, wanted a production and like get actual... like. Um, papers so they're legally in the places yeah. instead yeah <laughs> but what's the yeah. fun in that <laughs> uh, they like don't... kickstarter just to get money to do it not even to get the papers. basically yeah well, like one they don't of, break like, anything the... but one of the things of like going overseas to like these abandoned places is like they have no clue if it's this trip is going to be worth it because like are they even going to be able to get into places are they going to get kicked out you know they could get arrested get yeah. arrested especially in china <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think like half of their videos in China ended up with like them talking to police. Yeah. Or right. like security and they're not able to like do anything really. Yeah, it's insane. The security yeah. just like cr- crumbles the phone in their hands. Just like... There was one time where they like <laughs> took their IDs and left. Like God. their passports. What do you do about that? They had to like talk to their friends there and have them like go talk to them and luckily they like let them have them back but they could have just not they could have been abandoned there honestly yeah super fucked up yeah Mm -hmm. um why would you keep doing it after that like it's really fun to go into abandoned places dude it's like really fun to explore it's Uh, also like something they do for a job as well (laughs) because they are like uh successful on youtube i don't know if i want that feeling i just go to the local mall and just look around and get sad (laughs) they've gone to a few malls I mean, I said uh, so. Dan Bell did that. Yeah, I don't. My friend was. They like, might go to the one in Salt Lake City soon because, like, whenever I left Salt Lake City, that place was like, they had a couple places that were still open, but not a lot. Yeah. I had a couple of friends who followed a channel that specifically went to just abandoned malls. There's a lot. Like Dan Bell. There's a lot of old. Well, Dan Bell is like too. the one that sort of started it. Yeah, yeah maybe. the whole dead mall thing. 
There's a lot of like old ladies who still use that as like their jogging locations. And yeah, really yeah. If you're in their way, yeah, it's weird, yep. dude. It's super weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ganjiam Haunted Asylum is Korean. I looked it up while we were talking. A Korean horror film, and it's a bunch of people who are like trying to get one million uh, viewers all at once on their live stream. So they're like going in. Yep. Uh, they're going in and they are live streaming it and trying to get all these viewers and it turns out it's actually haunted and then uh, the thing that you would expect to happen happens. They all get picked off one by one. Yep. That's it's very, very by the numbers. And the dog's like row row. Uh there's like some stuff like actually I think the first thirty minutes of that movie is really, really solid. And then it just becomes exactly what you expect that movie to be, which is unfortunate. One of these days one of those will surprise you. Keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all it's eventually if you throw enough at it, it's the monkeys with typewriters theory. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's the thing about hidden horror is usually it's hidden pretty well, and it's hidden a bunch of, uh, underneath a bunch of crap. Yeah. Um, gonna get through these here again. Um, Butterfly Kiss is the other horror movie that I watched. Um, I this Butterfly movie's weird. Kisses. <laughs> so it's as weird as you would expect. It's literally that there is a ghost that if you are watching it and you stare long enough and then you blink, he appears to you. And then every time you blink, he gets closer. He's called the Blinky Man. (laughs) What? He's called the Blinky Man. (laughs) This is just just the Doctor Who slash SCP thing. Yeah. Yep. It is exactly that. Or just lights out. Yeah. They caught it on camera. And so every time they shutter the camera closed when they turn it off and then come back on, that counts as a blink. Okay, that's a <laughs> kind of clever. Man, the blinky man, the blinky man. <laughs> You're not far off, actually. <laughs> if, you, if you turn off the lights and say the blinky man in your mirror <laughs> ten times, he'll, he'll appear behind you and give you a little kiss. He'll be like, yeah, oh, man. Actually, kind of. Um, <laughs> so like the reason why it's called Butterfly Kisses is because whenever you've blinked too much, or in this case, when the camera has shuttered itself too much and opened up, he gets close to you and gives you butterfly kisses. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's when you get really <laughs> close to somebody and you blink on them and your eyelashes hit their eyes. That doesn't sound that bad. No, but then once he does that, he eats you. Boo. <laughs> or he makes you kill yourself. It's actually a little confusing. It doesn't exactly say. What if you set two cameras up like on each side of him and just have him alternate shuddering? I don't know. I, I feel like that would just soft lock him. <laughs> well, the other thing is that uh, the option is to just not turn the camera back on. And they didn't. But they don't do that because they get like obsessed. It's like a cult thing almost. There's, and, like, like, there's so many options, I feel like, here. There are. Um, one of the options that one of the ladies chooses is just cut off her eye skins. What are they called? Eyelids? Eyelids. You thought it was fucking like four skins? What? <laughs> 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 Listen, I it's okay. <laughs> Everyone has gaps in there. <laughs> um Yeah. I'll I'll finish talking about that. I have to save the other one because I just really, really have to talk about the other one a whole bunch because it's a Zack Snyder movie, so I'm gonna have to save that for next week. Okay. Um, Justice League 2. No, Army of the Dead, but I'll have to talk about that next week. Um where and everybody will be able to watch it. Um woohoo. Um so yeah. The butterfly kisses thing, uh, it's also one of those things that's kind of cool for like the first 30 minutes because it's like a documentary filmmaker or a filmmaker finds all these tapes in a basement and then 
he makes a movie out of them and then people question why he's making a movie out of it and people start thinking that he actually made the movie years ago and is now doing like this weird project to make the movie like a meme so that Wait, it gets like, production like actual literal guy no 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 okay it, within the script it's this is all happening um and then there's also a documentary crew following him trying to document this document stuff it gets like really inceptiony with like how many crews there are following each yeah, other that sounds too much <laughs> Um, but the first 30 minutes to where you're just watching the old black and white tapes is cool. Is that before you realize, wait, why don't they just not use the camera? No, no, that's in there. Um, it's literally like the girl even says, like, we just never turn the camera on. And like, she stops using it. And the other guy's like, what, you're afraid to use my camera now? And he just keeps doing it. And it's like, yes, there is a murderer. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, get the thing is like the blinky man makes you obsessed with it and all that stuff. It's a really it, stupid name. It's really stu- it makes you realize how much better Weeping Angel is of a name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's about up there with like the Bye Bye Man, which is also a fucking awful movie. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna get you, man. Uh, what was the one with the bridge? I can't think of that now. That one wasn't the worst, though. It was weird, though. I'm on the edge of thinking it's even good. I think I need to watch it again. And you go up and you're like, empty man, empty man. We should watch it on the vacation. We should watch it on vacation. Liz would be so upset. (laughs) I know. I mean, she didn't want to watch it. (laughs) I did show Dry a show on Verve that kind of makes fun of all those things. Yeah, but but we do got to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I have to save Army of the Dead. And I might go into Butterfly Kisses more next week because there's a lot more to that. Okay. um, Ran out of time. Um, E, if people want to get a hold of us, we're going to do that. Yo, we got a a leg tree. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P. That's got all our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook, our all the places listeners. Socials. Existence. All the socials. All the socals. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so if so you want to listen to our main podcast, which is about watching movies, then you can do that over there too. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, take us out of here. So, if you're out and about, make sure to try to get vaccinated. It's very important. Try to stay six feet apart. Wear a mask. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. But if not... Do what you can to stay home, stay alone, stay alive. And whether this is the very first time you've listened to us or you've been with us since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. Thank you, E. Yeah. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody have a great night out there. We're going to get kicked off by being here in a second. Uh, have a great one. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. <laughs> the thank you, man. <laughs>